0: morning this is gaming perspectives with Saul and Jolene
1: and today we're talking about villains how to make a good or a decent anyway (laughs) RPG villain for your game so villains are pretty important to your game usually they are uh, what fuel your character your players characters
0: why are they what fuel them
1: well fuel them to do something other than just go kill monsters and take their stuff we nicknamed the big bad guy right because I think that's probably named after uh, the term used in uh, video games, but they t- it's transferred back to RPGs. The uh, idea of the that there's this villain uh, that is uh, recurring, probably to the PCs, the player characters, and they and he or it, her, whatever, is moves the game along right that usually you know it doesn't have every session doesn't have to be about catching the villain or getting him but
0: you'd have to have a lot of villains if it was
1: yes yeah you know in one in a campaign style game it's good to have a, a reoccurring villain that advances along with the pcs and maybe is integral to the plot of the whole campaign or at least takes a big part of it I guess you know I, i'm trying to think of who the villain is in the in the campaign storm king's thunder i don't remember there was a couple major villains right a couple big adversaries and weren't uh they, um, i guess at the very they, weren't they giants yeah at the very end it's uh it's a yeah exactly it's a, it was
0: the it was a giant and it was a dragon who was pretending to be a giant
1: <laughs> exactly exactly so so it was pretty cool that was a pretty good villain and and even though you don't see that villain until the very last chapter of the of the campaign, that villain was the machinations were working, and and you you saw or the players saw or dealt with whatever this villain was up to. And that's pretty that's pretty tough to do in a long campaign to set up a, a game like that. But uh, for us, I think it's a little bit easier. We just follow some simple steps to making your villain one, not a cliche.
0: I think that's probably the hardest part to not make them a cliche.
1: It is hard because it's like, I don't know who said it, but there's nothing new under the sun. Is it Shakespeare or some other writer or some philosopher? And it's very hard not to use something that you've either heard of or read or seen on a show or television or movie.
0: When it's okay to, to model your your villains off of previous villains that you've seen read about, oh, yeah out or, well you and, have
1: to right you, you take elements of them but I think cliche is is like oh it's uh, I don't know I, I, I can't even think of a cliche villain oh
0: well, it's like it's like the fact that the villain has no name are you or they say oh what's his name and you go oh Joe. You just make it up on the spot. (laughs) No backstory, no reason to be there other than for your characters to... To battle. Yeah.
1: Right. I think I only listed like three things. I'm sure there's more, but uh, just a quick, you know, and then I'll talk, we'll talk about them a little bit more in depth. I'd like to think that the villains, like literally said, have have real reasons for doing what they're doing. And uh, one thing I came up with is a, a villain should not think that they're wrong. They don't even think they're crazy.
0: Well, maybe they're not crazy. Maybe they're just evil.
1: Well, yeah, a lot of sometimes villains they they come across as being nuts, right? There's there's all, and because this is because they probably uh, the GM doesn't hasn't formulated a reason for what the villain is doing.
0: So one of the things I put down that goes along with that is that you should give them a well-rounded backstory, a reason the make sure making sure that that you know and it doesn't have to be long or anything maybe just write a paragraph about in your so that you have an idea of who yes. this person is
1: well i wrote that same thing down i said motives there there are reasons for why they what they are doing what they're doing so yeah and that has to do with background because otherwise it's like they're just doing it for the sake of doing it and just to be a bad guy and for the characters to try to kill
0: which is fine like if you're if you're playing a game where i think of like a a modern D game where the villain is a, or you know, a game where the villain is like a, a drug dealer or something, right? Whoa! <laughs> and you are the agents who are supposed to arrest him or stop him from doing this, right?
1: I guess yes, but but a real true villain, we're talking like you know the higher. See, that would be in the case of let's say you're playing a detective story or or investigative story. Somebody murdered, and you. The, family wants to know who and then the drug dealer would be like the low man on total he wouldn't be Maybe. the villain the, the real villain would be the probably the person bringing in the drugs or if you want to get crazy it's the drug cartel leader you know sancho panza out there in colombia or wherever they're at and uh He's the real, or she is the real reason.
0: And why are they doing it?
1: And why are they doing it? You know, of course, they have reasons why they want to be rich and make a lot of money, or you know, something really. You know, or they're we, gonna go, out, or they're going after somebody. We watched. We just watched something like that, right? I don't NCIS. Know. It was a woman, though, the drug lady. Were, but there was the, the tables were reversed. Oh, they're trying to kill her.
0: No, that wasn't NCIS. That was a
1: uh, was the rookie. Oh, that was a rookie. I don't know why I get my. But she was a good villain,
0: right? Yes, right. Because Because she's empathetic. Yes, and that—that's what you want to do. She was a she was a mother, and they ended up having to protect her son because someone was trying to kill her. Right. But she was this really, you know, badass woman that would kill people. Yeah, she was ruthless. She would do whatever she had to do.
1: I forget where she was from, but yes. So, so in that sense, they kind of turned the tables, and they're like, well. I understand why she's doing what she's doing even though she's doing some pretty heinous stuff, right?
0: Right. But that's but, the kind of thing you want to make your villain. Yes. You want to make your cuz it's harder to to um, it gives your players more dilemmas, right? Do yeah, the you really moral want, dilemma. what what do you want to do? Correct.
1: Right. So another thing is the longer the hate, the better the players' satisfaction will be when the, they defeat the big bad. So I got examples of all these guys in in played that in games that i played in the past but i think the long that that if they keep if this recurring guy and he doesn't he or she person doesn't have to really like be the the main thing of the adventure of that particular stream uh what is it the part of the adventure that session or even that session but if he comes in every once in a while and, and or his hand or some element of what he is doing appears or is they find that the characters find out about it saying so, oh it was you know Darius de Grey that was up behind this you know robbery or whatever whatever that the, you know they, they see signs of him or even glimpses of him they you know as as they as they finish this certain session and they de- defeat or or overcome this latest obstacle uh they see him you know either distantly or that he leaves a letter for them or anything that ties you know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, that just really aggravates the players to really hate this character more. When the time comes to defeat him, however that is done, they really get satisfaction out of it. In my l- illustrious career as a GM, I've had, uh, I've had a lot of luck. Sometimes uh, you have players that will latch onto an NPC and just by their wanting to interact with that npc and that npc may not be a big bad guy in your head at the time in their head at the time and the players just latch onto to them and then they're they really start disliking them for whatever reason and sometimes it could be just imagined you know they, they come up with their own stories in their head and that's gold right that's as rare as gold when players really go after an npc and you're you're like wow you know they really they really don't like this person or, or this thing
0: well there's in the campaign that we played i think it it, I don't know if it was when we were doing the, the one you just mentioned about the 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 king, the giant king, uh, storm king's thunder. Rem- remember that? I don't know if it was in that campaign or a different campaign when Ian decided that he was gonna steal um, the wizard's pavilion. Was that that? Was that that campaign? <laughs>
1: yes, that's actually re- before storm king's thunder. Oh, okay, it was before but storm king's it's, thunder. Yeah, but it's reoccurring.
0: So so. I don't know what we were doing, but he decided that he wanted to take the pavilion because it was this pavilion that that you could put anything inside of it and close it up and take it with you and then open it up.
1: Yes. Well, I forgot how they figured out that, he, that this thing worked or was the, the way it was.
0: But he stole it. And then the wizard or sorcerer or whatever he was, this, this evil guy... Wanted it back, and he was—he was, goes, "I'm going to kill you," and so he's been a reoccurring villain in in That's our game.
1: One of them I was just about to mention. So in this case, I got lucky, right? It was—he was just—he wasn't just—not was just, just, but he was a uh, a bad guy who was uh, manipulating or encouraging orcs to rise up against uh, rise against this human settlement. And so I don't know—I don't know how he got into this. So I, I just came up with this idea, oh, he has this pavilion. And they're like, well, how does he have all this stuff? Because he was a wizard. And so he needed all this stuff, like all kinds of components and stuff. And so I go, oh, I don't know. So they... they I forget how they... I've, it's been so long. I mean, this is how reoccurring uh, the villain he is. They... Find out that this pavilion is mad. Oh, I think he we they, saw it. We, we saw, saw him. It, yeah. He would say some magical word, and it would like fold up into itself into a, a nice small package, you know, a, a pack like a backpack size. And this was like a pavilion, one of those big circular ones you see in the, you know, in all the movies. And uh, and another thing is they they saw all kinds of things go into this pavilion, you know, that they had chairs, they had stuff, and so they're like whoa. So then at one point they were able to steal it and honestly i don't even remember how they did it and so they stole it and it turns out that this thing is like a portable hole right that kind of you know it's obviously a really powerful magical artifact that with the word that they heard the magic user say it opens up and then and it opens up into a large pavilion that could hold you know like 20 people in it and can sleep a whole bunch kind of became kind of a crazy thing that they use because they use it to transport all kinds of things like
0: well like the boys <laughs> bought these chairs for some reason I don't know we were in some town and Saul said what do you want to do and Ian and I, Alan and Augustine came up with this idea of buying chairs I think because they were going to rent him out to somebody Kathy was
1: doing the performing thing right that's right. right and and so they go well is there enough chairs for the people coming in because she rolled really good on her performance check or whatever and so a lot of it was drawing a lot of attention and it was so much attention that this bar was full and people were standing. So then in, I thought it was outside. No, the first it was oh, inside. OK. And then so. No, you're right. It was, No, it was inside. And then the guy goes, well, there's too many people, you know, maybe we should move it outside. So then they move the show outside. And so people were standing watching this and they're like, oh, do you want a chair? I'll rent you a chair to sit down in. And so it, I think we had re- recently either gone to the Renaissance Fair or
0: somewhere where there were no chairs and they had to stand up for the day. I don't remember. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I don't remember what it was. They were like around nine or ten. Yes. they and, were very young. Yeah. Well, and they started. So they went with this with these. Uh,
1: so they wanted to make chairs. Right? And they, you know, and I forget which one of them. Probably Alan had a, you know, a craft skill. So he's crafting all these chairs and I'm like okay and then they go what are you going to do with them we "We just put them in a pavilion so they had I forget how many chairs about 20 chairs at, at least and they would rent them I'm like no going to rent a chair and they're like really you know how long is Kathy's performance you know that the, Kathy's the player uh, I forget her name of the character Sarriel. Sarriel, yeah and Sarriel was like uh, she was like a former gladiator so she put up this gladiatorial uh, weapon use uh, she used tridents Tridents <laughs> God, I remember that now. And it it was funny. But anyway, so they would put all these chairs into this. So so
0: they used the pavilion to carry the chairs. So it became a storage bin. They also put living things in it and discovered that you couldn't put living (laughs) things in it and close it. So that was it. So
1: it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. That was pretty bad.
0: So anyway, the villain kept coming up and he wants his goddamn goddamn pavilion pavilion back. Hell yeah.
1: And it was like, it was funny because at first, like, what's wrong with this guy? I go. You guys stole a it's very it's something he crafted, even right. He had to craft because it's not in the book anywhere, and it was, and it was particularly you know very powerful because, you know, the players being players, they came up with all kinds of things they could stick in there, and you know, if there was something huge that they want to carry around, they're like, we'll stick in the pavilion. I'm like, okay, so it became like a pain in the butt for me because, you know, <laughs> players would come up with good stuff, but it was, it was nothing that I was going to take away from them. Uh, I haven't yet anyway, and actually the guy came looking for it twice, and twice he was defeated, so the third time I think he's going to be a little bit sneakier, so just a warning for you.
0: So that goes to the idea that um, giving, giving the character to the villain, right? and yeah. he wasn't even a he wasn't even the boss guy he was just a a always no, good yeah <laughs> it was a high good and, and i w- when i was reading on this topic um i thought it was interesting somebody said if you give the the villain a flaw then um that it'll make it more more compelling and memorable yes and one of the things that one of the flaws that i thought about was you can make the villain so they wouldn't hurt any women
1: or right. or females some, in your party they have some weird uh, uh like
0: because their their uh, mother got hurt yes. someone someone hurt their mother or something like that and then you can that makes it more interesting because there would be this villain that wouldn't fight any of the females and or hurt them or hurt them right so so that would make it uh, that would make battling him more interesting because you could you could you could play with that right your, oh, your, characters, characters. your characters would figure it out or your maybe. players would figure maybe it maybe out
1: they could try, and I think that's a good thing when you give out information you don't tell them oh he can't hurt women and children simply by what he does you know he targets the men when obviously a woman is a woman character is, is in front of them or-
0: especially since like in our group the, a lot of the women are fighters or even the guys play women right? Ian's character is, is a female is it? I forget. Yeah, she's a elf.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> I forget which one's which. One and and Is Kathy that... plays this this fighter. This, she a, the, oh, yeah, she's a, a female. A, she's also half elf. We got a lot of elves in our party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I play a sorceress in that group, and um, yes, yes, and I often run forward because the I know the boys will follow. Me,
1: <laughs> so, so. She's like the she's like the worst <laughs> sorcerer <laughs> you want in your group because like we want to go this way, they're like. Oh, <laughs> Not sure about that and she goes off running they're like oh there we go i guess we're going that way that's how you move the story forward well, that, to get that, it <laughs> is but that comes from the fact that i've been
0: playing with them since they were kids right and when Children. they were kids they had a i was steve and i were always trying to to make them do instead of just doing whatever they wanted to do to try to get the story to move along <laughs> so a lot of times that meant one of us just going and so i discovered that if i went they would follow me so i didn't get hurt <laughs>
1: not a not a good idea by the way <laughs> so that's a good example of a slow burn and uh and it would be and be, it wasn't even planned right i didn't plan it and that's a little bit of of of, of gold that the players latch onto. or they kind of made me make him a recurring character because they stole his tent right his pavilion and so i'm like yeah, he's gonna want it back. That thing's freaking. Because <laughs> he's a wizard, and yeah, and he, he, and he had his stuff in there, you know. And I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna like. Oh yeah, you know what? It's okay, no, and <laughs> yeah, they was, can have it. It's worth you know hundred thousand gold, and it took you know three years for me to make. And it's okay. You know, two years. Took two no, years no, of my no essence problem. to to deal with that. So so that's really a cool thing that happened when he came back and tried to kill him and they, and try to take it. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't dumb enough to get himself in a situation where he's gonna get killed or, or caught, so he would do stuff and get away. And lately, he hasn't showed up. Though he kind of, they think he had something to do with the, one of the last missions they went on, but that I ran. And uh, but you know, it wasn't for sure. But that's cool, you know. So that, so when he shows up, they and I don't think they. I think they have his name finally, but they didn't have his name. They call him the the wizard or the the pavilion guy. <laughs> guy, So that's pretty cool. I think that that works, worked out in my, in my, uh, easily for me. And like I said, having them recurring and when they fight, when they finally defeat them and, and get rid of them for good, I think they're all going to high five each other and be really happy with this, with how do they defeat them? So having the, the villain not think that, or not believe that he's crazy or in the wrong is probably another good element of a villain
0: my my example of that is and what saw and i talked about this and he said well he does kind of think he's crazy the joker
1: oh yes and
0: i read about it i don't i don't like i don't like the joker myself but um but
1: you don't like the character
0: he is insane he's a good idea a good um a good example of an insane bad guy right right because you don't know what he's gonna do
1: yeah he has well yeah i don't know i think uh well, he is crazy, right? So he'll, he'll right. just do whatever. And and the crazier he is, his the thing is with with uh, with the way crazy people or villains are portrayed is especially like the Joker is you can't count on him to do certain things,
0: right? He might. It might be there might be a plan, but yes, he's not going to go with it. Yes, and he's
1: and they're more and they love you know altering the plan. Yeah, right. So that's cool. Yeah, and and I don't know. I I think the the Joker character was, is probably a pretty tough. Not for me, it would be pretty tough to play because he's just so chaotic. To, yeah, chaotic yeah. is a good version. Good.
0: But you could you you could base your bad guy on on somebody else like with those like. An insane person, right? right? Or he doesn't know he's insane, or or he does know he's insane. But you have to, you need to give him a. I mean, it, it gives it a kind of a an idea of, especially if you if you use something that's. I, I hate to say, use the word trope, but if you use something that people will know, right. it will make it a little more real for them, right? Right. Yep. I'm not saying everybody knows crazy people, but they have seen <laughs> them, the movies and stuff. So oh yeah, they've,
1: they've seen people portrayed as nuts. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, an example of this is I had a character a long time ago. I was running space opera, and uh, it was uh, but the characters were in charge of a space station. They were in charge of a security. They had just left the military, and the characters were were in charge of the security of the whole base. And so the the characters were I ran this at convention, so there was between six and eight characters players playing, so you know they had plenty of people to, and they weren't you know the actual security grunts, they were like the consultants, right? They 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 often did stuff for the went on all kinds of different weird missions, but in this this current mission that I or adventure that I ran, they were space opera has like imagine. 1980 nations in space right because it was made in 1980 so there was you know the 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 idea like the united federation up there in space and then that was kind of patterned after the united states and then they had the gpr which kind of you know after uh after uh, russia kind of thing anyway and one of them but there was one bad guys that were patterned after i would say nazi germany because they were you know uh they were xenophobic. They were they had this idea of pure human stuff, so they didn't like. They literally didn't like aliens, right? And almost all the characters, player characters in my game, were alien of some sort. You know, there was, and the Space Opera was like, bear, had all kinds of different types of races. There was cat people, dog people, Wookiees, but they were like more Ursoid, so they were more bear-like than whatever Wookie is. And uh, anyway. So they were in charge of the security space station, and it's because it was a space station that was out, kind of like Babylon Five, right? It was supposed to be like a neutral area. So they were hosting some sort of uh, political gathering, and one of them, one of the political people, was this from the Azuriac Empire, who, which is this bad guy, bad guys, you know, they're pro, uh, uh, you know, the pure strain humans and all this BS, and they're particularly nasty people. But so this guy shows up. I forgot his name, and they hate him from the, as soon as he gets off the ship, right? Because they're told we have to guarantee this guy safety because he's on diplomatic immunity and all that crap. So he, they 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 would like to uh, to scan his packages, right, his luggage, and he goes, "No, I I'm I'm not allowed to, because of, of diplomatic immunity." So like uh, they gnash their teeth, the player characters, and so they go, and so they they fi- they there was two things going on, right? There was there was that guy was on the on the on the station and he wasn't crazy but he knew he was right he knew that his way was the best way and so he was very arrogant and when he talked to, to human characters he was very pleasant and very nice but and totally dismissive of any any alien character I right? just why are you I I you know he would say things like I requested human agents to, to be with me or whatever and of course the players would like no, no this is what you get so they they come across so they're also the in charge of this guy's safety, and so they uncover a plot to kill him to assassinate him and he's probably i don't remember exactly who he worked for, but he was probably f- former military like they were, and uh they were very symptomat- you know what sympathetic to that guy's cause because he wants to kill the the guy from the israel empire I think his name his name was Lars Steele, I just wanted to so make that was the bad guy that was the bad guy, so I want to make some of this really ridiculous name. And uh, though if your name's Lars, I don't think it's ridiculous, but you know, so th- they've uncovered this plot to kill him, and then the, and then they uncover that, that this that this uh, ultimately this Lars Steele, this diplomat had a uh, had put a bomb on the ship. That was one of the things that they they you know they found out. So, on the space station, the space oh, station or the guy's, oh, ship. sorry, on the space station, and he was intending on blowing it up. And of course, he made it look like it was some other world type of bomb because you know they 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 were able to scan it and they figured out that it was uh it was like mimicking the technology of some other star nation. I forget which one it was, so they're really mad, right? But they can't they can't divulge the that that they scan it because that would break the whole you know, protocol and stuff. So at the very end you know everything f- happens they save the guy you know he, and he's very thankful to the player characters for saving his life because some guy was trying to kill him and of course he didn't thank the the non-human ones just the human counterparts so what they did is they did the old switcheroo right the player characters they put, put the bomb they had the bomb and what they did it goes well oh, and then they, they knew a bartender because it was a bar, like quarks bar at the space station And he had this big crate of like this wine or hard liquor, and uh, you know, and so he they put the bomb in there and they put a bunch of wine stuff, not wine, but the hard liquor on top, and then uh, they go, well, here's a here's a case of uh, a crate of uh, this really expensive old uh, human, uh, I think it was uh, whiskey or something like that single malt whiskey or something and he's like he opens the crate because he doesn't trust him and he sees that there's bottles in there. and there's any thanks to player characters and they're like he, he, he right and so as soon as the ship leaves the jurisdiction of the space station they blow it up, they blow up the <laughs> and i'm thinking man these guys are like brutal but but let me tell you it was hilarious because it was like when that ship blew up they were high-fiving it was like they erupted in, in like, they were so happy. They were just like, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. The one, this was like a slow burn, even though it wasn't a long campaign. It was a game that I think it was a game that took like seven hours at a con. And I was like, man, and they were like super happy they were, like, like literally high fiving each other about Michelle. I mean, they just Well, because the bad guy was a
0: was a bad guy. Yeah, right? he and was everybody Nazi, like a yeah, he's right?
1: a Nazi. Yeah, they right. even have some, not not Nazi emblem, but you know, they had this. Uh, they really pattern after Nazi Germany. So the slow burn there was was they this guy was just they hated him, and every interaction they had with him was just left a terrible taste in their mouth, and it was like it was. They And he had theoretically had done nothing wrong up until the fact that they found the bomb. But they hated him before they found the bomb, right? So when they found the bomb, they were absolutely ecstatic. They're like, we're going to get this so guy. So he
0: had the bomb, not the Lars
1: guy. No, Lars Lars Steele had brought the bomb with him. And he was going to blow up the sp- base and he was going to leave it there and go. And then he was the bad guy. The, he was the, the bad guy.
0: The guy that was trying to kill him.
1: Well, no, there was two separate plots, right? Okay. There was a plot with a guy. So
0: Lars is the guy that was the was the Nazi guy. Yeah. Sorry, I, I missed that in your storytelling. No,
1: no, I'm sorry. I got to get a little excited. So there was a those two separate plots. The one that was the assassination guy who was going to kill Lars. The bad guy the bad guy the real bad guy right and so they were sympathetic so to the, the bad c-
0: guy was going to blow up the space station yes. but they put his bomb back on his thing and <laughs> yes. and blew him up <laughs> well that's kind of good right
1: that's, <laughs> they thought it was, good. Oh, they were, I think it was good they were fair so I, that's an example of one a character who doesn't believe he's crazy you know he obviously believes well he wasn't crazy he was he, just or, evil or, yeah he just believes in his cause yes. right? and you know they don't think they're wrong well but, he wasn't wrong in his opinion right and then there's also the other guy who's trying to kill this Lars guy because he's he goes this guy's tr- you know and since can-
0: you don't like him you might as well let him kill him and he's right, a bad but, guy, they, right? but
1: but their job was to protect them right yeah you know, if he dies on their space station it would have been bad yeah so that's what they and that's what the whole angle was and then I had no idea I didn't I didn't think about anything And you
0: ran this game a few times and they all did it differently
1: no no that one I only ran once ah, actually only I ran once. only ran once and it turned out so good I'm like I can't run that game again because and i don't know not sure it was too perfect it was too perfect no
0: other characters would do the same thing No
1: other players right and it was funny because it just ran they just ran with it right when when i when the bomb i was thinking they were just going to defuse the bomb and get rid of it right let this guy go some of
0: them might have done that but not these guys
1: not these guys they wanted retribution of the worst kind
0: (laughs) well and that's one of the things i wrote down was was making the villain making it personal to the characters Having the threats of yes. the villain be personal, yes, that, and that 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 is exactly what you did, right? Right, you you made them him rude to them, and right, and not even rude, just
1: because he Dismissive. believed,
0: Yeah, he, yeah, you don't no, you don't even why matter. are you talking?
1: And he would say that he goes, "Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> Which really got him upset. He <laughs> goes, and then one, the person in charge of the, of the they had no they, they were they were former military, right? You know a lot of people were like they would they wouldn't care about the, the the structure of the military because they were civilians now but a lot of them would say oh she's in charge right because she was their sergeant or something like that and so they she and she was a, a cat person right and she was badass and so she would be the one that was implementing all these ideas and because they all referred to her not all the time but quite a bit and so the character the Lars steel the 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 terrible uh, diplomat he would go, why am I talking to you? He goes, you're talking to you. And then some, you know, uh, that character, uh, depending on who played him, played her, they would, like, be, not in that was sort of, but in other they were, it was, Uh, they would play her differently. Like, some players wouldn't use the whole idea of the command structure. They would, like, ignore it, right? They would do whatever they wanted. Other players, groups of players would always refer to the to the command structure even though there wasn't any because they were all equal but they
0: were but they were in the military together right yes they so, were a unit and she was their, their and leader she was their sergeant right yeah, so. and even and, and so so you always fall back on that right well, these, well, people some people these people did these people did
1: and so they would always push and then once and then they did it on purpose right because once they realized that this guy really hated uh, anything alien they would interact with him. I, they would purposely send the, the they were of course yeah to antagonize him and he and then it was really good it was really well done and like I said I wasn't I was expecting them just to fuse the bomb defuse it throw out the space lock or whatever and that just
0: goes to show you that players will never do what you're expecting right. them to do they'll and come I, up with ideas that you would have never thought of and as it a was GF. brilliant
1: it was brilliant because like because what happened was he he brought some wine right he that's what it was and he goes and he had and he had put it in the bar with the, uh, I think Magellan's Folly was the name of the bar and uh he he put it there he goes well I'm gonna I, I only want to drink my wine and, I, and that's all but he never drank out of it so they I forget some they figured out that this guy had put this wine there this case like a large case and like what well, and then and then they I forget how they figured it out but they figured out that it was there then, like I said, and then they took out they go oh, they took out the bomb and then they put it in a different case of this, and uh, from Magellan's folly, and it worked out. And the guy whose name was Rick, the bartender, the owner, <laughs> and they loved it. I mean, it was like, like I said, I was expecting them, just expecting, you know, which you shouldn't do as a GM, expecting them just to disarm the bomb and throw it away.
0: And I think that one of the other things that <clears throat> that story and that you should remember about villains that you created don't get attached to them <laughs> because. <laughs> They're there for your players to defeat, right? Yes. They're not there for you to to play. I mean, you do kind of play them as an NPC, but just remember, they're not you. Right? You're. It's just the villain that you put out there for your players to that
1: destroy. Is, right? That is a, a classical. Uh, What's it? thing not to do right this idea where you protect your villain because you really like them or whatever and you don't let something happen to them
0: and I think that's why a lot of the GMs that I read when I was studying when I was um, doing research for this was they said just write a paragraph. Don't don't become attached to them, but make sure they're <laughs> they're fleshed out enough to to entice the character players, and make sure that they're that you have them well rounded enough. But they're not your character. Make sure you realize that as right. you're playing them. Well, because
1: Lars Steele was supposed to be a recurring car- bad guy, right? And that's what I was using them as, and then I was hoping to use them as, even though I was running this at cons, and I wouldn't always have the same player over and over. Over, I did have a lot of repeat players that would come back to my game a year later or at the next convention so he was going to be a recurring bad guy but that didn't happen because they blew him up and i'm like oh for for example when when i say you don't want to totally protect this bad guy against you know impossible odds right like when they blew up that ship I wouldn't want to. Oh, he lived. Oh, he lived. He yeah. he escaped.
0: He there was an escape pod he yes. got into. He realized there was a bomb.
1: Something. Yeah, we wasn't really on the ship. You he might
0: be there. tempted to do something like that because yes. you put some effort into that bad guy, but just remember he's there for the characters to defeat. Right. So just like a, a good author who writes a book and. You, they catch the bad guy and they put him in prison or they kill him,
1: right? Right. Depending on well, in this case, like of... you're right, you you don't take that victory away from them. Yeah, no. There's only you might do it once. And you would be,
0: I think, you would be more happy that your players figured out yes. whatever it is and they took care of it.
1: Well, that's what it was, I and mean, I've have probably I think I've talked about that session before, but that's probably been one of the funnest games I've ever ran because as soon as as soon as they captured the bad guy, they're like but we really want Lars Steele, right he's the real bad guy yeah we we finished we caught this guy and i made him sympathetic to the guy cuz they had done ops cuz he was they were they were like you know yeah, special yeah. forces right and this guy was a was one of they had worked with him before but he had gone mercenary and i guess they were kind of mercenary too but they were like security well that that's and,
0: a that's a good Good kind of. So yeah. you did the right things for your bad guys there. Right,
1: and and I, like I said, I just expected them to disarm the bomb, but they really wanted to get that guy. And I, and then they were coming. That doesn't up
0: surprise me in the least. Yes, role <laughs> players are are like that, right? You yeah, you'd them, hope so, yes, especially so. if you give them a Nazi-like character that they're going <laughs> that they're that is the bad guy. Yes. I mean, yeah I, yeah, I I I would want to kill him too. <laughs>
1: yeah, not just let him get away with it. No. Did, that was it. Is that they didn't want him to get away with it, right? And I'm yeah. like. I'm like okay, and they were just like I said. They just ran with this idea, and they were like, and I did too because I was like, I had not thought of that. You know what they were planning? I'm like, because they're 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 talking with each other about what they were doing. I'm going, oh my god, that's brilliant! That's fantastic! <laughs> I, I I you know I couldn't have written that in. I couldn't have written that into the game. So I was like, and then I, I've told this before, but as a GM, that is something that that is to me is what makes role playing running a role playing game super fun is that when i'm on a ride and i have no idea what's going to happen i really don't and i'm hearing the machinations of the players i'm like wow that's brilliant
0: well yeah because you've made this this scenario that and you've presented them with the with what's happening and they go with it and do stuff that you weren't expecting them to do so that makes it good when your bad guy is really bad or or and there's all kinds of things that are playing into it right Right. and then the characters are going to come up with whatever they're going to come up with and defeat the bad guy or he's going to get away and then they have to go after him again right so i think that's probably i don't know how else to explain making a villain other than that
1: yeah well and like i said the slow burn in i have a slow burn in this in this short eight eight hour basically it was supposed to run for eight hours adventure and then there's a slow burn with the with the campaign where the recurring uh, wizard with the tent with the pavilion there's two separate lengths of time but there's still slow burn right because at the fray beginning they hate this guy and they hate him throughout the whole adventure and in every interaction of those eight hours that I'm running the game and every interaction that they have uh, with the pavilion guy is they don't like him either even though he's really the one that has been damaged in this equation except he was a bad guy to begin with right? right but but he's, he just wants his stuff back and they don't want to give it back. So if this was a, a law of courts and and, and, and uh, laws, he could sue for his pavilion and he'd could. Probably, probably win. Yeah. Because right? he goes, yeah. well, I made it. It has my... Yeah, but
0: he's, he, these are a bunch of of, <laughs> of warriors and wizards and a fantasy world where he could sue all he wanted to, but they'd just kill him. Right. Well, if they
1: could. I, yeah. I, I'm just saying that if it was uh, legally, <laughs> he has a right to his stuff there you go. And it doesn't matter if he was up to no shenanigans. It's you know, it was like the United States, right?
0: Yeah, it's, I yeah. understand what you're saying. If it
1: was like a drug dealer But it's and not stole it's his, forgotten realms. Yeah, if it was a drug dealer in the United States and you stole his car and he legally owned the car, they'd tell you, you know what, he's gonna sue well, for the car back. Well,
0: Depending on if they if if it was a cops, <laughs> because the cops would just take the car.
1: Well they might they might but if it was a private citizen, right? They're like Yeah, you know, Oh he did me wrong, you know, he 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 sold drugs to my kid or something, so I'm going to get back. So you steal his his Rolls Royce, uh, you know, <laughs> Silver Fox or whatever that thing is. That's worth $2 million. So they steal it, and he goes, nah, I want my freaking, one, he'd probably kill you, but two, he'd sue you. Go, I well... think he
0: would kill you first <laughs> before he sued you.
1: You might you might go the, the, the legal route, <laughs> or she.
0: There you go. So good luck making your villains. Yes. And just remember to make them, you know, personable. And, and memorable. And memorable. Yes. And this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene.
1: You have a good day.